0: Welcome to the AV Forums Podcast, presented by Jason Bradbury.
1: Welcome to the second AV Forums Podcast. Coming up, we've got the latest DVD and gaming news and reviews, plus the first of a three part LCD TV buyer's guide. But first, some exclusive news from Germany.
0: This week's audio-visual news.
1: Now, I joined the rest of Europe's technology community in snowbound Hanover this week for Seabit, the world's largest IT and telecoms exhibition. But whilst I was busy filming for the Gadget Show and enjoying the spoils of corporate hospitality, the intrepid John Archer headed off to check out Samsung's latest TV range what he found was a company seemingly on a fast track to global domination. Not surprisingly, LCD screens form the vanguard of this AV assault. Samsung boasts that it has no less than 16 different designs and models coming your way between now and July. And that's not even counting size variations. At the top of this LCD tree are 40 and 46 inch M73 models, distinguished by two HDMI sockets, PC inputs, 6,000 to 1 claimed contrast ratios, and three key picture technologies dubbed SPVA, Wide Colour Gamut, and Smooth Motion. If you listen to the Sony story in our previous podcast, the first two of those technologies may sound familiar. Not as surprising as you may think, given that Sony and Samsung are actually LCD production partners. Lest you've forgotten, SPVA introduces multiple angled planes into each LCD pixel to improve viewing angles, while the wide colour gamut uses enhanced backlighting and phosphors to make colours richer. Smooth motion, meanwhile, uses interpolation processing to generate new image frames every 100th of a second, making horizontal motion look much smoother and sharper. Of the rest of Samsung's epic new LCD range, probably the most interesting offerings were the R71 models, which boast a tasty-looking two-tone high-gloss design, available in a variety of color combinations. In fact, one white and burgundy model is so classy that it led Samsung's inner circle to dub the R71's the Bordeaux range, allegedly because they look so attractive with a bottle of red wine beside them. Another key point about Samsung's new LCDs are that they're all 1080p compatible, making Samsung the first manufacturer in Europe, if not the world, to offer such future-proof compatibility across its entire range. Given how many gaming fans we've got out there, it's also worth mentioning that most of Samsung's new LCDs carry a new game picture preset designed to optimise the picture with games consoles, especially the Xbox 360. Unlike Sony, Samsung's LCD Focus hasn't been accompanied by a loss of faith in plasma. Indeed, Samsung will be offering no less than three separate plasma ranges, covering sizes up to 80 inches. The higher-end models even boast a new technology called FilterBright, which uses an array of micro filters in the plasma glass to reduce ambient light reflections by as much as 90%. As if all this wasn't enough, Samsung is about to unleash an extensive array of new DLP rear projection TVs. These will range in size from 50 to 71 inches and include an impressive looking new 56-inch LCD TV due for launch in September that claims to be the first in the world to use an LED backlight. Samsung claims the LED approach improves colours, ups contrast ratios to a jaw-dropping 50,000 to 1 and vastly reduces LCD's traditional response time issues. We saw this screen in action and have to admit that it looked intimidatingly impressive. For all the high-tech LCD, plasma, and DLP digital finery that Samsung had on show, we couldn't resist wrapping up this new section with a story about our old friend CRT. Fort tucked away amidst the cutting-edge stuff, we spotted the WS32Z41, a CRT TV boasting Samsung's bulk-reducing slim-fit short-tube technology. And get this, an HD-ready logo. This means it's the first CRT in Europe to carry an HDMI input as well as component video inputs and compatibility with all the necessary high-definition formats. Perhaps best of all, though, it gives you 32 inches of high-definition pictures for just £350. Yep, £350. It would appear that rumours of CRT's imminent demise may be rather premature. Question. Which gut-wrenchingly awesome DVD title gets released next week? Well, with an answer and an early review, it's time now for the DVD and Gaming News and Reviews.
0: The AV AV Forum. DVD News. And Review Roundup with Phil Hinton.
2: Welcome to the DVD News and Reviews for this edition of the podcast. Coming up, a history of violence on Region 2 DVD, kids' sci-fi fun in Zathura, and the biggest DVD of the year, it's King Kong. DVD. But first we have the latest DVD news, and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment has announced Final Fantasy VII Advent Children on Region 1 DVD from the 25th of April. The DVD will feature a 185 to 1 anamorphic transfer, and both Japanese and English 5.1 soundtracks. Extras will feature deleted scenes, making of features, trails, and a sneak peek at the new Final Fantasy VII game. New Line Home Entertainment has announced a brand new edition of The Wedding Singer on Region 1 DVD from the 25th of April. Called the Totally Awesome Edition, the DVD will be the uncut version of the movie, which adds five minutes of previously unseen footage. The DVD will feature a brand new 185 to 1 anamorphic transfer and both DTS and Dolby Digital 5.1 sound mixes. Extras will include a new behind-the-scenes feature for the Broadway musical, an 80s mixtape feature and a trailer. And to round up the new section for this edition, Buena Vista has announced the release of the Chronicles of Narnia Collector's Edition on Region 2 DVD from the 3rd of April. The two-disc DVD features far too many extras for us to mention here, but does come with an anamorphic transfer and both Dolby Digital and DTS 5.1 sound mixes. And that's your news for this edition.
0: This week's DVD Reviews Just closing up, fellas. Coffee. I'm sorry, we're we're closed. Oh, I know that. I do know that. Ah! Shut up. We don't carry much cash here. Don't move. Do her!
2: David Cronenberg returns to the director's chair for a history of violence on UK Region Two DVD. Tom Stahl is a quiet family man and the owner of a diner in Middle America. When he's forced to defend his establishment from two killers, he's hailed a hero by the locals. But this event brings the unwelcome attention of a Philadelphia mob boss played by Ed Harris. And again, when his family is threatened, Tom reacts with uncharacteristic violence which leads him to question his own past in order to find out who he really is. They were gonna kill
0: us saved our lives hello my hero tom stall is a family man with long-standing ties to this community right now this community is rallying behind him and calling him a hero to go, Tommy? great more reporters you don't look like reporters you're the big hero really don't like talking about it sir you sure took care of those two bad man joey my name is tom Who's joey you tell me.
2: Sarah? Sarah!
0: My daughter, where is she? What's going on, Dad? They thought they knew me. I thought I was somebody else. Nothing to worry about, Mrs. Stahl. I've been watching over I don't know what you want, and I don't really care. You should care about what I want, because what I want might change your life. Why don't you ask Tom, and ask him, how come he's so good at killing people?
2: The DVD features a 185-1 to anamorphic transfer and Dolby Digital 5.1 sound. Extras are plentiful with five featurettes and a commentary track.
0: Tell me the truth. What are
2: you? The disc is released on March 20th. But you can read Simon Crust's review now on the forums.
0: This week's DVD reviews. I have a really important meeting this afternoon. and I have to be ready for it. There's nothing I can do. But I don't want to stay here. There are some days when you need to grow up all at once. And I need today to be one of those days. I'll be right back.
1: How about if you and me play catch? No. You're dead! Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry!
3: person of the black planet wins.
0: me or it's Meteor! take a race in action
2: although it's been around since February on Region 1 DVD Kid's sci-fi adventures of Thura has only just finished its UK cinema run. From the world of Jumanji, two squabbling young brothers are propelled into deep space when they start playing the board game discovered in the basement of their father's old house. Now they must do battle with aliens, a stranded astronaut, and themselves to get back home.
1: Zathura, attention space adventurers. Zathura waits. You have what it takes to navigate the galaxy? It's not for the faint of heart. Once you embark upon your journey, there's no turning back until Sephora is reached. Pieces reset at the end of each game. Play again and again for different adventures. That's it. You gotta keep playing. I'm not playing that thing. All I know is that when we play this game, bad things happen.
2: This special edition DVD features a 185 to 1 anamorphic transfer and effects Phil Dolby Digital 5.1 soundtrack. The extras contain numerous featurettes covering different areas of the film's production as well as a director's commentary track. The movie is fun for the whole family, so get your region one copy now and enter the world of Zathura, a recommended release from the AV Forum's review team. Game over. Thank you for playing. That's it. Now
0: This week's DVD Reviews.
2: And lo, the beast looked upon the face of beauty,
0: and beauty stayed his hand. And from that day forward, he was his one dead.
3: I've come into possession of a map. The sole surviving record of an uncharted
0: island. A place that was thought to exist only in myth. Until now. Whoa, Carl. Slow down. Is he asking for more money? He's asking us to fund a wild goose chase. I'm talking about a primitive world. Never before seen by man. The ruins of an entire civilization. The most spectacular thing you've ever seen. That's where I'll shoot my picture. Will there be boobies?
2: The 300 pounds box box office smash hit, King Kong, arrives on Region 1 DVD on March 28th. But don't despair, you can read our full, in-depth review of this two-disc special edition on the forums now. From director Peter Jackson comes a vivid reimagining of the original 1933 classic starring Jack Black as the selfish movie director Carl Denham. The disc features a stunning 2.35 to 1 anamorphic transfer and an Oscar-winning 5.1 soundtrack that will shake the foundations of most home cinemas. Although the extra features are not as extensive as we first hoped, this still gets the highly recommended tag from the AV Forum's review team. We're going to find Skull Island. Find it, film it and show it to the world. For 25 cents you get to see the last blank space on the map.
0: If you find this place... If you go ashore with your friends and your cameras, you won't come back. Just as long as you understand that.
3: See me do a head count. Oh, no, how many injured. Not bad.
1: Injured? Four of us a day.
0: Come. The eighth wonder of the world that's all there is there isn't anymore coming soon your DVD resource avplay.com
2: and that rounds up our DVD news and reviews for this edition and now it's over to Neil Garthouse with the gaming news
0: the AV forums podcast gaming
3: news thanks Phil Microsoft has announced a newly patented technology that allows Xbox 360 players to tune in to Xbox Live games as spectators. The company likens its newest idea to tuning into a TV sports broadcast, with Xbox Live subscribers having the option to watch an online game or event in real time via their Xbox 360. This new technology will also allow for features such as instant replays, highlights and various dramatic views of the action, to resemble what you would normally expect from a televised spectator event. The big difference here is that users will have viewing controls at their fingertips, to choose which virtual camera they prefer, plus which slices of action to be saved and enjoyed later. There are also suggestions spectators may interact with the participants, for example warning someone of a guard getting closer in, say, Splinter Cell. However, Microsoft has only announced the technology and no games have been mentioned as yet. But don't be surprised to see games announcing support of this feature as early as May this year, possibly at E3, with Halo 3 being a strong favourite. Xbox 360 owners will be pleased to learn that Midway is soon to unleash a literal fistful of retro classic games via Live. Paperboy, Ultimate Mortal Kombat, Tapper, Cyberball, and the all-time classic Defender are the first titles mentioned, with hopefully many more joining the live arcade. Fans of the PC game Fear will be pleased to hear that sequels are currently underway for the PC, Xbox 360, and Sony's upcoming PlayStation 3. The bad news is that Monolith, the original team, will not be working with its previous publisher, Vivendi Universal. Instead, the new publisher will be Warner, but what does this mean to me and you? Well, the sequels will elaborate on characters and events from Fear, but the franchise will have a new name, which is yet unannounced, due to obvious reasons. Gamers hoping that the mystical Project Origami was to be a portable Xbox system will now be disappointed to hear that at the CeBIT Show in Hanover it was revealed that Project Origami is nothing more than a Bluetooth-enabled portable tablet PC or, to give it its official name, the Ultra Mobile PC. Check it out for yourself at umpc.com. And finally this week, good news for Nintendo, the DS Lite has sold out in Japan mere minutes after stores opened for business. Although the passion for Nintendo's dual screen handheld is considerably more popular in Japan, limited stock availability was the deciding factor and could affect the US and European launches planned for later this year. A repeat performance of Christmas where UK customers were unable to purchase a Nintendo DS, Nintendo's bundle packs in particular, is now looking very likely. Reports from Japan tell us that tickets were being handed out to customers in line with one store cleaning its 470 allocations shortly after it opened at 8am. Whilst this is good news for Nintendo, it isn't so promising for Sony and its PSP. That's it for this time, now back to Phil. Thank you Neil, and that rounds up the software news and reviews for this edition. We would like to
2: thank AxonMusic.com who supplied the King Kong DVD for early review. Remember to log on to the DVD and Games Forums to stay up to date with the latest news and reviews, and we'll be back with more next time.
0: Bye for now. Over 100,000 members, over 2 million posts, and boasting 150,000 unique visitors a week. This is theavforums.com. Please make
1: a note of it.
0: Hi, Geraint. Not
1: seen you lately.
0: No, I've been staying in. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's football Monday, martial arts Tuesday, bit of war games on Wednesday, a film on Thursday, good night's telly Friday, and I have to submit to a girly night on Saturday. Thought oh, you said you've been staying in. I have. That's all of my new six foot big screen system. Projector, remote controlled screen, great for TV, DVD, and my games console. They look great on a big screen. Want more from your home entertainment? Then you need to log on to eSeller.co.uk. We have a stunning range of equipment, including plasma screens, projectors, mount screens, amps, and. Much more. Right now, we're offering a fantastic deal of an Epson TW 10 inch projector, a ceiling mounting kit, and a huge 70 inch remote controlled electric screen for an amazing £699. Yep, you heard, just £699. So log on to eSeller.co.uk today and snap up this outstanding deal and see our many other amazing prices.
1: eSeller.co.uk, bringing the magic home.
0: The highest definition. 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 This is the AV Forums podcast. Jason Bradbury.
1: LCDs are so phenomenally popular right now that even Samsung's vice president of TV Global Sales and Marketing, Kevin Koo-Young Choi, admitted that it was almost impossible to predict how high LCD sales may go in 2006. However, just because a TV uses LCD technology doesn't automatically mean it's any good. There are, in fact, a whole host of issues that the discerning buyer should look out for if they want the best TV for their money. So, AV Forums has put together a three part buyer's guide to help you narrow down your LCD TV shortlist. In this month's section, we cover the thorny issues of screen size and connections.
0: The AV Forums podcast, Buyer's Guide.
1: You might be surprised to hear that when it comes to screen size, bigger isn't always better. People often forget that getting a TV that's too big for their living room can actually mean they see more flaws in the TV's picture. Generally speaking, we'd say that if you mostly watch standard definition, a TV with a height of between one-quarter and one-sixth of your sitting distance is ideal. For high definition though, with its extra sharpness and clarity, bigger screens come into their own, letting you go for one with a height of around one-third of your sitting distance. Regarding connections, the advent of high definition has made digital video inputs critical, be they DVI or preferably HDMI in flavour. If you've even the slightest interest in high-definition TV, and if you listen to this, we suspect that you do, then your LCD TV should have at least one HD-capable HDMI or DVI jack. And actually, with Sky's future HD receivers and upcoming Blu-ray and HD DVD players only allowing you to watch their high-definition pictures via digital video connections we strongly recommend you look for a TV with at least two digital video inputs. Otherwise, you'll have to faff around with external HDMI DVI switch boxes when more digital-only sources appear. As a footnote to this, double-check that any DVI sockets are compatible with the film industry's so-called HDCP anti-piracy system. If they're not, the sockets won't play copyrighted material properly. HDMI sockets are all, as far as we're aware, HDCP-enabled. It's worth noting too that HDMI jacks can carry digital sound while DVI sockets cannot. HD fans should also look for component video inputs. These can deliver high definition too, albeit only in analog rather than digital form. It's true that many future high-def sources won't let you watch their wares via component video sockets for piracy reasons but they're still well worth having. In fact the Xbox uses component jacks for its HD pictures with no digital connection currently available. With more and more PC AV Convergence products emerging you may want to add PC connectivity to your LCD TV wish list. Screens can take PC feeds via DVI and HDMI inputs as well as the more typical 15-pin D-sub connections. But only if those digital jacks are configured for PC as well as video use. Next down the connections list when it comes to quality and usefulness are SCARTs. Basically it's a case of the more the merrier but at least make sure you get enough to accommodate all your current equipment. Also check how many of a TV's SCARTS can take best quality RGB pictures. For often, when a TV has, say, three SCARTS, only one can handle RGB. Composite and S video connections are lower in quality and so less important to AV fans. Though, of course, if you particularly need them for some reason, make sure your TV has them. One final tip regarding connections concerns their orientation. If a TV sockets face straight out, that TV won't lend itself so easily to wall hanging, as one with connections that face downwards. That's all we've got time for on this podcast, but tune in again in two weeks' time for part two of our guide, where we'll sort out the wheat from the chaff when it comes to features.
3: Channel check. Left channel, right channel.
0: Europe's number one audio visual resource. This is the
1: AVforums.com. If you have any AV hardware issues which you'd like us to contact manufacturers about on your behalf, please email avdoctor at avforums.com.
0: Contact the AV Forums podcast. Email podcast at avforums.com.
1: And that brings the second AV Forums podcast to an end. If you've got any comments, feature suggestions or news for our podcast, please let us know in our feedback forum at www.avforums.com. This is Jason Bradbury saying thanks for listening. Stay subscribed and tell your friends.
0: The AV Forums podcast was presented by Jason Bradbury and written by John Archer. The DVD News and Reviews Roundup was written and presented by Phil Hinton with gaming news written by Damon Dove. Original music by Andrew Bassett. The podcast was produced and mixed by Phil Hinton and the executive producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Forums podcast is copyright M2N Limited.